Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy. With me, as always, is John. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Come on. I'm always here. See? It's because it's... I know. I, yeah, now, I now, you're you know, keep, keep now you know yourself. how it feels. Anyway, yeah. So we are here today uh, to talk to you about a, a movie that, that I really love, even though I probably shouldn't love it because it's kind of bad, but it's so good, though. I really like it. And that is 2011's Season of the Witch. You know, there's really nothing wrong with liking a Nicolas Cage movie. I mean, even if you... It has nothing to do with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage no. movie, is it Ron Perlman? No. I mean, that man brought us a lot of love and laughter when in The City of Lost Children. <laughs> Honestly, Touched I... Touched our hearts, really. I feel like this movie... It, it's just bad. It's The whole the whole thing's bad, but it's it's good. I like it. I, it I personally it, like it. Is it... Is it because it's kind of Seventh Son, Hansel and gretel I love those movies. Faux, like... Uh, you know, medieval, but they're still like we've, you know, like uh, like Van Helsing. It's like we've still got like a projector or or perhaps a crossbow that can fire bullets. Or something <laughs> it, like that. It's, that stuff? it's so funny that you say that because you know I love every single one of those movies oh, yes. that you just yes, mentioned. So you know them. what? It's right up my alley. That's the reason why I like it. Uh, so this was actually directed by uh, Dominic Cena, who did 2000's uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Really? Yeah, he did. So he did. He, so he was a hot commodity. Now, this is the last movie that he has directed, which oh. is interesting to me. At least the one Wow, since 2011? Since 2011, yeah. That's crazy. But he did... Uh, so he did Gun in 60 Seconds. He right. did uh, 2009's Whiteout, which I want to say was a horror movie, but I can't really remember. That's the one with... Um, is that the one with Kate Beckinsale? I want to say it was Kate Beckinsale. And it. she's like in Antarctica or something? Maybe. Uh. Yeah, and then also 2001's uh, Swordfish. So, which we know that one. Yeah, he's done like, and, and Swordfish was an expensive movie. So yeah. he's done movies where there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of stuff going on, but then it's like nothing since then. I remember my cousin would always talk about it because he just liked Halle Berry's boobs. Like that is the only reason why. That is really the only was... reason why a lot of people watch that movie. I mean, I don't think I can remember anything about it other than the they flew a bus. And that was like the last time that they could do the bus thing. I just because like, re- everyone's just like, no, that was terrible. I just remember John Travolta's goatee like oh, that. Yeah. That's what I remember. Was that that was one of the first times he had that goatee too? Probably yeah. and like blondish hair, I think, because he had like hot, really bad highlights. It was it was the spiky little bits at the very. It's like yeah, ain't it cool? You know, kind of vibe. <laughs> Which was not the time he actually did that one. That was actually face off. Yes. Um, so this is actually written by Braggy F. Shoot, uh, who did 2019's Escape Room. Um, the direct to Amazon Samaritan from 2022, which actually that one has a uh, Sylvester Stallone in yes. it. Um, and then creator of the TV series Threshold and was the writer for the Lego Ninjago TV series. So he's done a lot of stuff and he's been doing a lot of mixed stuff. Is he a guy? It's yeah, it's a guy. Braggy? Braggy? Yeah. Braggy? It's hard to pronounce that. It's B-R-A-G-I. I have no idea how to pronounce that. I think it's Braggy. Yeah, I think he's might be Scandinavian kind of thing. It's, Braggy. It's, it's that kind of vibe. Braggy. But uh, you know, the thing is, is, he did the Escape Room, so we know he he can write horror genre specific. Now I don't know if he can write like horror. Escape Room was not that great of a movie. I still have not. But seen it's that. still it's not a good movie. <laughs> when did you watch it? Uh, I watched part of it. That's we always I, watch things together. How dare you? I, Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh no, he did do Threshold, which Threshold was a good series. It's the one that had Peter Dinklage and uh had uh Brent Spiner in it. Mm. Uh and there was something weird going on. It was like, was it aliens? Is it not aliens? Uh so it had a lot of people in it, but it didn't go anywhere. Why did they call it Threshold? Uh I think it was being bringing people past the threshold of science ah. or something like that. It's kind of like Fringe. Oh. It came out around the same time. No. Oh. Yeah. I just started to watch Fringe, so I, I saw like the first few episodes of Fringe, and now I'm starting to watch it all over again. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. That's why he mentioned Fringe. So, um, <laughs> well, it's also because it came out during that that kind of period. It was which makes sense. It was the successor era to X Files. Uh, so we we were running out of of like uh, you know sort of anthology horror, you know, something that was going on that was was you know mythosiness. You know, with aliens and sci-fi horror uh, from from X Files, because I think um, 
Yeah, David Duchovny wanted to go do Californication. Yes. And, uh... Nothing can ever beat X-Files. Nothing. Yeah. No matter how hard it tries. It's good, it's decent, but it ain't, it ain't X-Files. It's, it's hard to watch the first season of X-Files, though, because it's, it's a lot like the first season of, it's so, of it's TNG. So, it's so fuzzy. It's weird. It's very fuzzy. That's, uh, that's, that's what I remember. But somebody who does do weird shows, that's going to be Nicolas Cage, who is the star of this movie. Uh, you'll remember Nicolas Cage from episode 83's Willie's Wonderland from 2001. Um, he was in Prisoners in the Ghostland. Which we saw that shit. Which was hilarious and weird. So weird. He got one of his balls blown off. He had, he had like, like a, a his fingers? bomb thing on his balls and like one of them popped. And I was like, why, <laughs> why did that happen? <laughs> it is, I would suggest watching that one just for the insanity of it all. I had a lot of it's fun It's very pretty one. though. Like it's shot very pretty. And it, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, and he uh, he started all, all the way back in uh, 1981 in The Best of Times, which is, a, a, they say TV movie, but what it was was a pilot for a TV show. Very much along the lines of like a very serious, um, uh, kind of like Degrassi or something like that. So yeah. Kind of those vibes. It, it had a, like where they'll have like segments where they're like talking to people. Kind of reminded me of like super serious, all that. You know, it was weird. Weird. But he was Nicholas Coppola in that one. So we got to have that. Nicholas Coppola. He oh, hasn't yeah. changed his name yet. Nope. Uh, so, you know, oh, and, and really, this is that's us making fun of him, but he was in every other movie in the entire world. He's a, he's a prolific actor. We if love you don't Nick know Cage. who Nicholas Cage is, I don't, we, I don't know what you're doing. We love Nick Cage. And he was in Gone in 60 Seconds, which, Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's not the only guy who was in, you know, who, like a lot of pretty prominent people were in this movie really surprisingly are. yeah we got uh, ron perlman um who, everybody knows ron perlman yes. ron fucking perlman you'll recognize him from the first two uh the good ones for the hellboy movies uh he he's really uh, who i think of when i think of hellboy no uh, he's also who i think of when i think of the guy who was selling stuff in um he was selling the monster parts in pacific rim yes he's in that one yes with his with his very shiny shoes, yeah. but he's been he's been acting for a very long time. He uh, was in 1984's Ice Pirates, which was a terrible movie, Ooh, but fun. That sounds horrible. Uh, he, as I already made my City of Lost Children joke, uh, he was in 1995's uh, City of Lost Children, which is probably a mind freak. It was one of the first movies that I when I when I was very young, I was stuck in like the kids section mm-hmm. of the movies. So and then I started like branching out in the vhs store because we had this huge one like the uh, you remember the one way down there uh, that was the hollywood video that was gigantic oh uh, uh, probably not no but i don't actually i don't even know if it was a hollywood video it might have been video central at that point but it was like one of the first like let me not be watching like care bears or robotech you know let me go ahead and and get out branch look out look at other things and uh-huh. then i was like i'm gonna be a smart because I, I think i was like 10 or 11 at this point i was like let me go ahead and i'm gonna i'm gonna watch a a a, a movie in the special interest section oh i'm gonna grab a special <laughs> interest movie oh okay. and i picked up that one because the the guy's head looked like uh one of the the mayan like kind of vibe things and then so it, city of oh, lost children the best part is what you pick i think it was in french too like it was it was something weird like oh. it was in a different language and I was so like, you were oh, you were very wow. you were really branching I, out as soon as i finished that movie i went right back to watching robotech because <laughs> robotech was two hours that was the thing i could have the tv as soon as my movie ends like everybody <laughs> takes over the tv that's the worst part about being the youngest but uh, yes, uh, and if you are a video gamer, you're not listening to us on, you know, like where you're like driving or anything like that, but you're playing some video games. Maybe you're listening to uh, uh, us while you're playing some Fallout. He is the narrator from pretty much every single series or the anchor uh, from Fallout 4. And I think he's the, he's got a, a something in uh, Fallout 76, so sorry he's not z dog or what is it three dog no no he's, he's a narrator he's oh. literally the narrator oh, he's the okay. guy who talks and he's just like especially the best part is is when he does the ending credits so he's just like everybody dies but war war never changes he's that guy ah interesting yes and uh he is not the last person who uh is uh fairly prominent in this one we have claire foy uh who plays uh queen elizabeth in the crown so oh. yeah, you should. Uh, I know her as Adorabella, uh, Adorabella Deerheart. Adorabella, Adorabella, or Adorabella. Adorabella, I don't remember. Because if it's Adorabella, then she's adorable. 
Well, I think that's kind of the joke because it's it's the character was Terry Pratchett, and she I want to say it was Bella, but um, she's uh, the lady who sits there and smokes all the time. Ah, yeah. And the funny part was was that they ended the show with her like not smoking anymore because it was uh, a British TV series and like British TV series they immediately change everything that's good with anything. So uh, they're like, no more smoking. Her her whole deal was the fact that she was like this femme fatale, hard smoking you know lady, and like she continued being such in all the rest of the uh, the 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 book series that she's in. But she was just chewing Nicorette. After or that. like I think she was eating chocolate. Oh. that was weird. She the the girl in uh, you know Claire Foy does not represent uh, Dora Bell Deerheart in in the like not my my way I pictured her. Because I cannot imagine that woman putting a uh, a stiletto heel through somebody's foot. She was yeah. just like angry all the time. Uh, and then she was also uh, Neil Armstrong's wife, Janet, in uh, the 2008's first uh, 18's first man. I think that's the one with a um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah, Ryan yep. Gosling is a uh, Neil Armstrong. Yes. Uh, this also has uh, Stephen Campbell Moore, who was in 2008's The Bank Job. Stephen Graham, who was Tommy from Snatch. Robert Sheehan, who was in the Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Do you want to do this one? Oh, yes. Yeah, it does also have Christopher Lee in it. Uh, Christopher Lee, if you don't know who it is, I, I don't know what you're doing. Are you watching movies? Have you seen shows? Christopher freaking Lee. You see, if you make uh, images move quickly, it gives the illusion of motion. Uh, and Christopher Lee has been doing them for quite a long time. Uh, you would recognize him from... Uh, Not anymore, but he, he was well, doing he was. for a very, he was. very, very yeah. long time. I, I think they keep putting him in movies, so that's the terrifying part. Because he just kept doing like a lot of snippets. He's like uh, Vincent Price, where he died, and then like they had a movie come out. with uh, They had to he was still Cobbler there. the Thief, and he was still in it, yeah. Uh, but he, uh, you're going to recognize him from the Lord of the Rings where he played Saruman. You're going to recognize him from the uh, prequels to Star Wars where he was Count Dooku. Uh, he was a prolific in the Hammer Horror Group, so you'll recognize him as uh, Dracula, right? A he, lot was, of he, stuff. Was in, he was Dracula. He was also in a heavy metal band. He uh, yes, he, like very heavy metal. He sang a song about beer to uh, I want to say it was Alan Arkin, who was a alcoholic superhero. That he, was a weird one. <laughs> He was also um, who the person who wrote 007. He's also who he was based off of. Yeah, I think he, Lee. he he was a, like I I think he got married to a princess or something like that too. I do not had, even doubt it. Something going on. <laughs> Christopher Lee is like the man. Yeah, I'm gonna remember him though uh, specifically uh, from uh, 1979's Captain America 2. Uh, death too soon, where he uh, he had to fight against uh, how was it uh, Reb Brown uh, as Captain America. Reb Brown, look him up; he's fun. I thought it was Captain America Two Electric Boogaloo. No, no, that one was the one where Captain America tried to save the Youth Center by fighting off the Red Skull. Ah, yeah. ah, okay. Who got was it. Uh, the evil developer? Uh, you know, it was it was really weird to see him on Solid Gold. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, With an afro. There was. Anyways, so we're going to cut here. We've been talking for a little while. We're going to cut here. We're going to go watch this movie. I love it. Hopefully, John loves it. Yeah, we're going to be watching this one on... It's on YouTube. YouTube. So we got this one on YouTube. And it's free, so you can watch it for free, 99. Yeah, and, uh, well, it's it's free with ads, you know. Well, not with me, because I pay for YouTube. Yeah, don't pay for YouTube, guys. It's... You know what? No, I'm glad I paid for YouTube, because I never have to sit through a single commercial. That's the thing. We we lost our minds with the the commercials, but I don't know. I, I, I... feel like they're like holding me hostage with that i regret nothing anyway we're pausing it here be right back deliver us from evil she sees the weakness that lies in our hearts and what she sees there she will use against us this is a grave mother of god is a curse from hell brought upon us by the black witch you're not afraid of me are you and we're back yes we are so that was a lot better than i thought it was going to be because i thought it was did you ever watch this movie before i didn't watch all of it Okay, uh, okay. So I saw, I think I walked in at the very end. 
And oh. so I had no idea what the hell was going on. I just got to see everybody getting their ass beat. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I so you liked it? Yeah, it was all right. Okay, um, good. It reminded Yay. me a little bit of the um, uh, what was the uh, the the one with Sean Bean, where he's like, you know, trying the whole time to pretend that he doesn't have the black plague, and then it turns out he does have the black plague, so, so he screws all the, the pagans over. I think that one's actually called the Black Plague. Okay, but. Um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I do remember that movie. I don't remember what happens in it, but I get that feeling. Like that is that is and it, it, definitely what it feels like. It's definitely the same like area where they were shooting it, so it was like you know kind of Romanian ish. You know that that yeah. kind of like Eastern European mountainy. Like yeah, and and well in their area, I think it was like a little low lying because it was like Scandinavia, but it had like the the same kind of cuts and everything was like dry and sad and it reminds me a lot of the witcher with like ex- very unless you gray. Go to, yeah, yeah before you go to tucson on there it's just like <laughs> this is sad very, i hate very, everything on very there. gray apparently and this cold. movie was a box office hit though because it made double its uh its money back oh that's good so yeah i mean it's got that going on uh right out during 2011 time frame so you know so it was uh, the budget for it was 40 million and then the box office it made 91.6 million yeah according to wikipedia so i mean i I don't know that's great okay uh it's massively wrong in a lot of situations because it keeps trying to have these guys at the uh god what were they uh like 13th and and just go with look You know, they sit there and they get the history wrong by like 200 years. It's not my fault. This is why you should be a history professor. I'm just saying. You are so... It is the easiest way for me to be going, what the hell is happening here? You are OCD with with history stuff. No, I'm not OCD. I just recognize like, wait a minute. With history stuff you are. It's like, look, it is 1325 and we're in the Crusades. I mean, wait, what? 1235? I thought it was 1235. 1235 is when it starts. And that's like the 100 years before the whole thing. Right. also doesn't make a whole lot of sense because that's not when the black plague was the black plague was in the 13 something or other so that's why i'm all like huh well i don't i don't know the black plague hadn't hit yet in 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 1235 so no, in 1235 that's, that's just whenever they were starting it, yeah, to get it, all the witches and when stuff. it starts though and i think that that's kind of the and that's the what causes concept the, yeah, yeah that's what causes which is like a hundred years plague. for it to be, be happening in that way right but let's go ahead and get to the point where we're starting yeah. uh, how does it start off so huh? in 1235 ad um we see this woman who is about to be uh, charged for witchery and the priest is talking to her and and three other women and is telling them you know if you confess your sins then you will be pardoned she's like oh cool i'm a witch then yeah totally a witch no yeah no no that's not what he means what he means is your soul will be pardoned but your body needs to die i'm gonna tell you this Uh, nobody made it out of a witch trial correctly like, you either were, they tested you until you died, and then you were, you know, oh, pardoned afterwards, or... Oh, guess you were human. You know, you were, and that's about it. It's like, even if you confessed, you would usually be excommunicated and then beaten, whipped, and killed. So, uh, you know, ta-da! And that's one of the things that I like about this movie, is they, they point that out. Like, it is very obvious that they're, that they, where their th- thoughts are on it, which is, Everyone is guilty. Yes. If they if they if they say that you are a witch, then there is no way for you to convince them otherwise. And even if you did convince them otherwise, you're still dead. The only real way that you could kind of escape a, a charge of witchcraft is either through uh, clemency from the church, which you're you, you're not going to get because those dudes are. They, so what happens is if when you die, uh, the church takes over your property because you were bad. You know, you're obviously a witch, therefore we get your property and whatever you have. So if you've got some sort of money, but not enough to like, you know, get yourself out of it, you know, mm-hmm. through backroom dealing, you're boned. Like, mm-hmm. And then they're like, haha, we got your stuff. Pretty much. Well, so that happens. And, you know, the priest, you know, condemns them all to death. They get flung over the side of a bridge until they, they are hanged by the neck until dead. And then they are released into the water. And Which I thought it was kind of weird. Like, like they're drowned. So they they hung them and then they drowned them. We just, just to double, just to double just check. And the priest says, hey, no, no, we need to pull them back up so that way I can perform these rites the, the, from the Book of Solomon. Because if I don't, they could come back. And one of the one of the guards says, no, you know, we hang them and we drown them. I'm pretty sure they're dead. 
So the priest takes it upon himself to pull up the bodies one by one. And as he's saying the rites, one of the bodies starts shaking like crazy, like they're having a seizure. And this person is obviously a witch. And then as he's pulling up the very last body, um, it is something's stuck, right? Their body's stuck. It's not pulling back up. And then it ends up pulling him into the water. He climbs out, grabs the Book of Solomon. Well, this is actually whenever the real, uh, who, what we assume is the witch, comes back and floats up and then burns the Book of Solomon and kills the priest. Reminded me of, um, God, what's, what was the weakest... Like, it was like the dead bodies in Constantine, like the, the creepy ones whenever he was in hell, and they had, like, the shrunken face and, like, rah, you yeah. know, kind of thing. The ones uh, that uh, Stan Winston worked yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little of that and a little bit of the uh, the little pygmy um, dead bites from the from The mummy, mummy returns. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So a little bit of those kind of vibes. I was like, uh, okay. It is great. They had, like, the smushed face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's got the, the, the apple head dry, you know, thing going down. Yes. Yeah, she does. Um, and so this is actually whenever we meet Nick Cage and uh, Ron Perlman, whenever they are in the Crusades and they're killing people left and right for years, like a decade, right? Or something like something that? Something like, like that. They were there for like a long time. I think uh, one of them was, uh, it started out like 1325 or something like that. And then it finally ended out 1340, 1345, something like that. 44. Uh, so, okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. 1344 is whenever it, they were like, fuck this. Like we're killing women and children. Oh, we're, we're not doing, doing this anymore. Murdering children. This yeah. seems stupid. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing this anymore. So they both leave. Uh, and, and what are they called? Deserters? So yeah, they're called deserters. The In funny, the movie. The funny thing about that is that, you know, when you, you join up with the crusade, what you were joining was for... Uh, a piece of the the action like you were getting like a, a percentage of of the loot uh the fact that they're like you deserted i'm like it's not like you know joining up with the army today it's not like being drafted yeah you're not you, you, there's no consequences for bailing uh, you know, except for uh being called a coward uh and also failing christendom so yeah but yeah, you know, you had that going on. But yeah, that's this is when they kind of like they're like we should go around the city because there was a city there, and like Ron Perlman's like just you know we should like, just go around and we, not go through it. Let's not go into that city because we'll they'll see us and they'll know we're deserters. And I'm like, how? Well, they did. That's exactly what happened because uh, their swords dropped. A little stable hand boy saw their swords and was like, oh shit, they're part of the thing. Obviously, and they're running. Obviously, the swords mean that they are the evils. And so, I was like, well, they're not are, evil, are they? just they're part of the crusades. Well, and they are the, the, they're, the cowards. And they're, the they're not there right now. Yeah. So he reports it. Uh, the king's, I guess the king, duke, whatever he is, uh, Christopher Lee's guards come and, you know, beat the shit out of them. There was a lot of guards, too, which is also another funny thing. It's like, I think if they were able-bodied men, it was so important for people to be in their crusades, then you wouldn't have 25 guards who could take out two dudes. Very true. There was, like, there, there was a lot of excess guards. Uh, there, there was, like, five guys firing crossbow bolts from the, the top. And, of course, Nick Cage, for some reason, has his, like... Jedi, you know, powers going on where he's whacking the the bolts off to the side. I was like, "What's he doing here?" And Ron Perlman's like picking up dudes like a bear man and just like slapping them around. And that I believe. Well, I mean, he's he's a big man. Ron Perlman slapping the shit out of people, I believe. And that's when Nick Cage. Nick Cage is the only thing that stops these men from dying at the hands of Nick Cage and Ron Perlman because then he. He quits. He's yeah. like, okay, it's I guess like, we, right, we won't fine, do this whatever. anymore. So uh, they actually get picked up by the priest. The priest is like, oh, you're part of the Crusades. You're fleeing from the Crusades. You must be holy men. Deserters. So he takes the um, the very, very tired-looking Nick Cage and Ron, Ron Perlman, and he brings them to Christopher Lee, who is suffering from the plague, and looks awful. They did a really good job with Christopher Lee's. Like, so he's got like a hair lip that's like pulled up towards his nose. He's got like this giant. It looks like Postule. a piece, like yeah. a cauliflower thing that's draped Ooh. over one eye, and he's just like. And and the funny thing is, it had to have been ADR'd because you, you can hear him and he's talking it perfectly. He's perfectly Christopher Lee. I'm going. Christopher Lee's got like half of his mouth open. He should be like. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Chris really wouldn't do that anyway. He would still talk normal because he's Chris Really. Yeah. Anyway, he's he. I just I will never forget the story with Peter Jackson going like, and then he he runs up behind you, he stabs you in the back, and you go ah, and then fall over, and Chris Really's like, Peter, have you have you ever heard the sound of a man getting stabbed in the back? It's like, no, Mister Lee. It's like I have. 
I've it done it before. It doesn't sound like that. Let me show you what it sounds like. Oh! <laughs> it falls over. It's like because they are they. You stab them in the back in their I lungs. S- I just and I just go with that. I don't. They lose like well, he didn't want to know because because you don't want to ask those questions. Yeah, because he freaking knows. He, this is 007. Yeah, you just stop asking those goddamn. Qu- you're just like nah, I don't know. And then Christopher Lee said it, and then I was too scared to ask questions. <laughs> so well, Christopher Lee uh, asks uh, Ron Perlman and Nick Cage if they will take a witch to an abbey where there's a bunch of monks who will read from the book of solomon do their perform the rites and get rid of this witch and the plague so will they do it and they you know very wholeheartedly say fuck you and they don't do it so then they get taken to the dungeon which is wherever they see the witch for the first time who is of course this very innocent looking girl and Nick Cage is like, oh, these people are horrible. How dare they do this to her? We'll make sure that she... We'll we'll do it. We'll do it this time. We'll go. We'll take her as long as the girl gets a fair trial. We'll see that she gets a fair trial. Also, a full pardon. Full pardons and fair trials. That's what we want. We want here. And they're like, all right, cool. All right, fine. Whatever. So the priest goes... Um, the, the priest is actually talking to Ron Perlman and Nick Cage and another, another guy who was going to go with him. And, you know, he's telling them his idea of where they can go, which is a straight shot. But they're like, that looks ridiculous and very dangerous. We should absolutely see if we can find somebody who has done this before. And it, the map they had was like garbage. It was fun because it was like one of those really just, old maps. It was just lines. I was just like, I'm sure there's like a, a bunch of like lions in the corners and, and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It was like, uh-huh. So they, they find the merchant uh, who is actually a swindler. And he is in one of those, what do they call them? Stocks. Yeah, so he's in a stock. And they cut him out and or tell him. whatever you want to call it. Well, they cut him out and they tell him, you know, you will be pardoned if you just show us the way to this abbey. And he's like, heck yeah, let's go. Cool, so, yes, I've been there a long time ago. Nine years. Nine years-ish? So they start um, by going down to the dungeons and they're going to go get the girl. Well, the girl has been sedated, apparently, is what they say. And... She wakes up while the priest has his his hands trying to get the chain off of her neck. And she, you know, just goes apeshit. And so she, like, starts to, to strangle him. And then she strangles the other guy. And then she goes after Nick Cage and Ron Perlman and Nick Cage are holding her. And she hears where they're going. And then she kind of like, oh, shit, that's where I'm going. And then they pummel her in the back of the neck. And now she's sedated. Yeah, Ron Perlman just takes her ass out. And he's like, now nah, she's sedated. <laughs> So they, they they put her in a carriage, and then this is the start of our adventure, more or less. Yeah, and it's a it's a fairly like interesting looking carriage. It's like I think they actually built the carriage made out of like actual. It's pretty like it's hefty it's heavy, looking. and whenever they there's a part later on when they're over like they're they're trying to walk up a, a ridge, and the horses are having an issue with it. They're just like son of a bitch. Yeah, this is like, the hardest work I've ever had to do. Like that's kind of crazy. Uh, so, uh, what is it? We do, uh, the first night, everybody's gonna go, uh, and, uh, that's when the guy tries to let her out, right? The, uh, the guy with the dead family. I don't, I don't remember. At one point, so, we have, we have our, our group of, of heroes. We've got... I have notes. Yeah, we've got okay. Nick Cage and, and Ron Perlman who are going for this. We have, I guess, the captain of the Cardinal's Guards, who is uh, a very nice man who... Uh, his, his daughter and wife passed away yeah. to the plague. Uh, well, his entire family is dead. Uh, and then we have... Oh, uh, we kid. have the kid the who kid shows, shows up, up behind him. So the kid, that we call him the kid, but he is an altar boy who shows up because he wants to be a knight so damn bad. I want to be a knight like a father, my like father before my me. father before He's me. like, you can't, you can't become a Jedi, son. You just, you, you're not big enough. <laughs> well, so he, he and Ron Perlman end up fighting and uh, he's actually pretty decent. So yeah. Nick Cage is like, all right, stop. Don't, don't kick his ass. We'll, we'll take him with us. It was actually a, an interesting thing. So what they did was uh, Nick Cage was trying to get Ron Perlman to not beat his ass, but Ron Perlman was super pissed because the kid called him old, which I'm like, uh, okay, buddy. Yeah, you can go ahead and get pissed about He's that. young at heart, damn it. But, so, the way that the kid fights, he does something, and I don't know if he meant to do this on purpose, but there, when you were fighting in the Middle Ages, it wasn't like the Arrow Flynn kind of uh, dueling system that they've got, like whenever you're seeing people do it in like... Uh, 
you know, movies and stuff where they're like, they're hitting blade on blade and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of like punches and kicks and there was like this whole school of fighting. But what the kid does is he grabs the, uh, the sword by the blade and he uses the pommel to take the, uh, to, to kind of move Ron Perlman's sword off to the side. And they cut it on there just for a second, but that's an actual move. Like I've, I've seen like, you know, people at Renfests and stuff do that kind of stuff. Which is, Renaissance was not the right time frame for it. But I'm like, oh, well, awesome. He just, <laughs> like, did he mean to do that? Was that an accident? Did he just pick up the sword by the wrong hand and, and just grab these things? I don't know. I'm like, it, that sounds incredibly dangerous well. to me. Because he's holding the sharp part of the sword. Well, so it, they weren't, like, super duper sharp. Because they were, like, you know, they were, so the swords themselves weren't meant for cutting. They were meant for sticking people with. Because you had people with ring armor, you had people with like thick plate armor, and the only way to get in there was like punching through it. So you had the the, the sharp part of the sword was really like the the tip part. Yeah, there was still uh you know a sharp part on the sides, but you if you're grabbing it like that, uh you're grabbing it with your your gauntleted hands. So you've got leather, you got your your chainmail a little bit on the hands too. So you're doing okay. But I, I you know again I was surprised by that because it's not a a you know. A, Everybody knows it, kind of thing. That's not the way that you see it. I'm just saying. You just need it to was be an interesting way so, to do things. Anyways, so uh, they sit around a big fire, right? And That's so right. this is whenever Nick Cage and all the other guys are all sitting around the fire and they're all talking and stuff. Well, they actually go and talk to the girl. Uh, Nick Cage actually goes and talks to the girl, and you know he's talking to her about how you know they're going to make sure that she has a fair trial and all this other stuff. Well, they they go back right to the fire. And, and they're all talking and stuff. And the priest is like, hey, you really want to watch out what you say to her because she's a witch and she lies and stuff, you know. And he's like, nah, whatever. So they try to figure out who's going to stay up to watch her for the night. So it's the really nice guy who, yeah. who, who watched her first. The one who's, whose family died. The interesting thing about him, he uh, he's already got, you know, he's he's got a, an idea that this, is, this woman is probably not a witch. Because uh, the reason why they're saying, oh, well, she's obviously the person who's causing the plague is... Uh, everybody's saying we saw her walk from village to village and every time she walked into those villages uh, the plague came and now he's going well they didn't I didn't see her in my village when my family died from, so from the plague yeah from the plague so I don't think so so this that. sounds like bullshit to me yeah so he's telling um so the priest comes up later to relieve him of, of his watch and they're talking and stuff and the guy says you know I don't think I'm gonna do this I really don't I don't I don't agree with this. So I'm going to talk to the other guys. They're going to agree with me. that This just isn't something that we should be doing. And, you know, that's it. Well, the girl tells him, please don't leave me here with him. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he gets distracted. Well, she pulls him in and then she ends up pulling the priest in, taking the key, stabbing the priest through the hand with his own cross, escapes, and then just goes flying into the night. Well, everybody hears the priest screaming because, you know, his hand is, you know, has a cross in it. And they run to a village. Well, in this village is like random ass people who are in the streets just running for no reason. So they keep going after the wrong girl. It was weird, right? right? Like people were like coming outside. I'm like, this is this is the Middle Ages. Uh, you didn't go outside and you're like, oh, oh, there's somebody trespassing on my lawn. It was there's a dude outside. I'm gonna go ahead and lock the door and, and bar as best as possible. Yeah. Make sure they don't come in and take whatever meager possessions I have. They're going to murder my ass. Right. And so then they end up stumbling, uh, the, the young dude and um, the nice guy end up stumbling onto a massive giant grave be where all these black plague victims are, are being thrown. And it wasn't even like a like a nicely done one. It was like a tar pit. Was, they were just like, gross. let's go ahead and just throw all the, the bottles. Like, it, it was here's, weird. Here's a swamp. Let's throw them in here. It'll be awesome. It's, and it's like, it's like a, uh, what is it called? It's not a turret. What is it called? Like a, like the, the things that they had were uh, trench it was a trench thank you so it was a, a big trench and so they were running around right throughout this trench it was like, a, it was like a nice maze guy... it was like a connection of trenches but the, right. it was like eight feet down right and it's so the weirdest thing the nice guy thinks that he hears his daughter which he does he does hear his daughter he's not hallucinating but you know so his daughter's running around so he's running after her well he runs into the young guy's blade randomly and the young guy kills him. And so the young guy's traumatized because he's like, oh shit, I just killed him for no reason. He Which, just ran into my blade. Why he had his sword out in the first place, I don't understand. He was defending himself. From what? From the witch. From, he, he, that's not how you defend yourself from witches. So that happens. I'm just saying. So that happens. And then they end up, so they bury, the, the, the nice guy dies, right? 
and they end up burying him. Well, the thing that I don't like about this movie in part, in particular, just this specific thing is that they don't run with her being innocent throughout the entire movie. So starting from now, she basically like starts showing her true colors, which is she's like smirking and laughing and doing like weird looking from under her creepy like bangs, like the girl from silent Hill. Or the, I was thinking the grudge, but yeah. Yeah, kind of that kind of like thing. But she's also being like snarky and like saying, and I'm like, you know, lady, you really like, she was trying to do this whole thing where she's like, oh, I'm an innocent flower and you've got to save me, Nick Cage. Uh, but the rest of it is like her like smirking at people, picking people up by one hand. Yeah, that you know, was another thing Crap that they like do. that. And, and it's, uh, so, okay. It's so kind of weird it at is, that point. It is, and I hate that because I really wish that they would have just ran with her being innocent because you can believe it because that's what happens like throughout the whole thing. Well, it doesn't. And she just slowly, slowly starts showing her colors. She makes torches turn on and off. She's getting all snarky with Nick Cage, offering to give him BJs, you know, and thanks for helping her. Well, so this is when they have to cross, which this is also when the movie kind of stops for a while. Oh, I don't think so. I like this part. Well, it was the bridge part. Yeah. And and they're like, I'm like, why the bridge? It was extended. It was long. Yeah. It was long and nothing happened. If somebody died from it, then yes, it would have been a. But they almost died. Yeah, they almost died. But this is all we get is the girl saving the kid it's meant to give you it's meant to give you anxiety it did give me anxiety because i'm sitting there going like (laughs) there's absolutely no way they're going to be able to push that damn thing because it's falling through like so the there's this rickety old bridge that they're trying to push the cart past they get everything past but like they can't hold on to things they're dropping stuff everything's breaking apart i was like this doesn't make any sense. It's just meant to give you anxiety. And it does. It does. And somehow they get the, the, the cart across. But, you know, Nick Cage stumbles off to the side and the young kid stumbles off to the other side. Well, the, the young kid get, throws himself off the bridge, basically. And um, the witch catches him by his arm and pulls him up one-handedly. And, and, you know, afterwards, after they get back onto the other side, he's like, hey, you know, thanks for that. And she's like, you know, she smiles at him very, very nicely, which is weird. Because they shouldn't have, if they, they should have just stuck to the damn thing where they were keeping her innocent throughout the entire It, it really thing. would have been interesting on there, but it, we don't get that. Yeah. You know, so, and this is, this is the forest of Wormwood that they're in now, which is the last big obstacle between them and, uh, the like, abbey. Syracuse or wherever the hell they're at. I don't freaking remember. Yeah. So, uh, before the abbey, the yeah. abbey with the monks. So, they're, they're in there, um, this is when the, uh, the swindler, uh, decides to take a um, take uh, matters into his own hands. Yeah, he doesn't want anybody else to die. He's saying that this is bullshit. Let's just kill the girl and say that she tried to escape, and we don't have to deal with this crap anymore. Nick Cage doesn't want to do that. Uh, and in the the meantime, the girl makes a a really goofy sounding wolf call. She goes, "Oh, ah, She she ooed. Ooh, and then everybody out in the, the group says ooh because then the wolves show up and every time the wolves like start looking at people their face like shrinks down like they're it like cha- it changes and that's what she's doing she's changing them to so, make them look scarier so stretch armstrong had a bad guy who is this like red dude and his whole thing was that you could like we need to stay on top you could vacuum seal him uh-huh. and it would like suck down and it would look like really crinkly and weird because it would be all this stuff from the inside of a stretch armstrong so that's what the wolves look like they would do like every time they like, got vacuum sealed. like somebody yeah like so somebody's like has the wolf it's looking at you and then they've got like the air like pump on the outside and they can just like <laughs> and they like it sucks the air like all the the angles and now it's an eviler wolf because it's really bony Really, bony wolves are scary and mean. They kill a crap ton of the wolves, uh, and then there's more wolves, so the they swin- run. And the swindler dies. Yeah, so the swindler gets brought down by the wolves. Nommed. Just Th- nommed. This is when Nick Cage freaks out, because uh, they, they are able to get her uh, get get away from the wolves. The sun comes up. Nick Cage freaks out. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to kill her and move along. Uh, the priest sh- tries to stop yeah. her, tries to stop him, the and girl- he's like, screw you, priest. Yeah, the girl keeps taunting him, and that's when Ron Perlman says, everybody chill, there's the Abbey. They go to the Abbey, everybody's dead. You, like, skipped through that's, all of that That's stuff. all that happens. <gasps> well, they have Literally, to break in. Yeah. They have to break in, and they then they what, go, and, and then, then they, they see... And then they see everybody dead. Yes, from, from the black... From the flag. Yes, and that's... Uh, it uh, breaks the priest a little bit, because he's just like, no, God wouldn't abandon us. And then he feels really bad, and then he's... He starts doing the Lord's Prayer, which I, I thought was really funny because he's doing the Lord's Prayer in English. 
and then as soon as he stops doing the Lord's Prayer in English, we hear that somebody continues it on because uh, Nick Cage is like, you got to stop. We got to we gotta get the hell out of here. But we hear somebody continuing on the Lord's Prayer. So they go over, they find the one dude who's been holding out this entire time still alive in the Abbey. Uh, he gives him uh, last rites or or just does the the spiritu sancti thing from yeah. uh, boondock science you'd recognize that one uh and then <laughs> oh my um gosh. He, it, I, the, I assume that's him giving him absolution monk, i don't know how, yes, how that works that's what happens so the, the but the monk was looking at the the book of solomon which yes, is located on a nearby table pointed out yeah and that's when um they're like ah well you can do the whole ritual now can't He's like, you? oh shit i guess i can so Huzzah. he so he walks out there with his little with his his wrap, he's got like the the vest. I, I assume it's either vestments or or the frock. I don't know what they're called. I, either way, so he walks out there in his little robe thing. I feel bad because in the cleansing should, hour we saw that. that. Yeah, I should, yeah. I should that's why it's goes like, oh crap, we had that. I I'm I am not. Stole, I'm not Catholic. Maybe I'm I don't sorry. Know. Anyways, so so that happens. So he he walks out there and he's performing this ritual and the it, nothing's happening. Like the the holy water burns the witch, but she's still just like I'm I'm evil and I'm gonna keep turning more and more evil. Yeah. And then he's and then he's she says something and he's like oh my gosh this isn't even a witch that we're dealing with it's a demon. But he doesn't say it's a demon. All he does is just look for exorcism that's yep. written in Latin. And he starts reading from it, and then she flips her shit, and she turns all into, like, a little squishy face apple person, and gets all angry, melts all the bars, walks out like she owns the place with her hair flying in the wind like she's some sort of model. It flips everybody out, because, uh, was it, Nick Cage gets thrown, Ron Perlman, uh, Ron Perlman gets thrown, the priest, the kid, yeah, no, the priest, like, trips out, and he's like, oh god, no, please don't hit me, uh, and then the little kid's running up, and that's when the priest remembers, hey, wait, I got holy water, splashes her in the face, and then she flips out, turns into a, a winged demon thing, and starts flying around. Yeah. We also see a lot of winged demon things flying around in the sky. I mean, this is a rave. So, yeah, it's, uh, oh, we're screwed. Well, it turns out, uh, they go inside, and they're, they're like... Let's get, you know, armed and armored. Let's get the backstory. Whatever we need. And that too. So, as it turns out, uh, the reason why the guys were dying was not because of, you know, what was the uh, the, the kids seeing anything or, or the girl trying to escape or anything like that. What it was was that the girl, the demon, wanted to get to the Abbey because she wants to destroy the, the Book of Solomon. Yeah, which the has only, the last book, the very last Book of Solomon, which has all of the, uh, the the basically the the witch's hammer kind of stuff. It's it, it will get rid of all the the different stuff that that might plague mankind. The demons and the witches and just all the bad, just all the stuff. All the it's bad. got it's got passages for everything. Um, every time somebody wanted to prevent them, say the nice guy early on, he wanted to just let the girl go. But if she didn't get into the Abbey, she wouldn't be able to make it into the Abbey. So she killed him. The, uh, the swindler wanted to kill her and be done with it. But if the swindler killed her, then she wouldn't be able to get into the Abbey. So she killed him. And so it all just kind of happened to get everybody involved over there so that the demon can now kill, like burn up the, the last book of Solomon. They won't have to deal with it ever again. Um, cause it is the last vestige of armor that humanity has against the dark forces of, you know, everything. Nice. Um, I was like, that was actually well said. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. This is when the altar boy, uh, is like, I want to be a knight and I want to be a knight. Papa. Nick Cage is like, you, you need to leave. And he's like, no, I told you I'd stay. He's like, all right, cool. You're a knight now. Yay. All right. Now let's go kick some ass. They go into the main copying area. They see a bunch of priests uh, tied to their, their workstations. So, you know, it was very, as a cubicle monkey myself, I uh, <laughs> I, I felt bad for them. Uh, but they uh, were apparently uh, illuminating. They were making, which I'm just like, guys, if you were really trying to print that out really quickly, you probably could have done it. But they were making multiple copies of the manuscript of the, the um, Book, of Solomon. Book of Solomon so that they could get that done. Uh, they're all dead. They're all tied to the, the, uh, to the, the workstations. Uh, the demon starts taunting everybody. Uh, that's when, uh, Lots of little baby demons come out as smoke. Yeah. And then start going into the dead priests. Uh, that's when, uh, the priests start, uh, you know, our, 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 you know, friend priest. Our main priest. Uh, has decided to, What's uh, same Balzac? Balzac, I think. Yeah, yeah. Same as Balzac. He, uh, he starts doing the uh the exorcism chant 
Uh, and they're able to kind of keep things going on. That's when the uh, tons of fighting. Yeah, we get we get to, at this point the uh, the fires the all the manuscripts begin to burn. Ron Perlman notices that uh, all the monks, monks are missing. Yeah, dun, 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 they're missing. Where they go? Holy crap! Where they go? And they all there were so many monks. Uh, they just start attacking our our heroes. Uh, at that point, they realize that they can go ahead and kill those guys by uh, cutting their necks, right? Or, or hitting them in the face or something like that? No, I think he cuts their throats. Yeah. Like, so if he, you or, or cuts their heads off, yeah. something, something like that. Aim for the aim for the head is basically the the way it goes. Uh, they start killing off the monks, and Ron Perlman's being snarky about it. You know they're dead whenever they have like a little puff of cigarette smoke whenever they die. You're like, <sighs> you know, and um, that's when the demon is getting like super pissed off because the priest is reading out really well. Uh, demon. While they're all fighting, this yeah. is actually whenever the demon comes up behind the priest and just like spins his head completely around. Ta-da! Like, Which I'm like, like if if you could have done that this entire time, you probably could have. I mean, I, I feel like you could have done that earlier. Uh, but uh, demon couldn't do that because it wasn't funny then. Um, that's when the altar boy gets up and he starts reading the rest of it. Uh, Ron Perlman fights, fights, and fights. He gets stabbed. We think he's dead. Uh, that's when Nick Cage starts fighting, kicks everybody's asses, and then... Fights off against the demon. Yeah, and that's when... This is actually whenever the altar boy starts reading. Yeah, and that's when uh, Ron Perlman saves Nick Cage, uh, tells him that, uh, you know, he's, he's gonna buy the drinks. And then uh, he gets shish kebobbed. Yeah, well, he no, he gets torched. Because uh, he gets... The, the oh, demon wraps his yeah. arms around him. I don't know why I said shish kebobbed. And, I was uh, thinking of something on a barbecue. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see he gets shish kebobbed in the sense that he gets torched. Because uh, the demon wraps its wings around Ron Perlman and then sets him on fire to the point where he's ashed. That, like, made my heart hurt. I was like, I oh, that sucks. It. I was like, oh, Ron Perlman. That's when the kid starts reading the book because uh, he can finish it because he's an altar boy. Uh, Nick, Nick Cage does the most heroic thing ever. And he's, like, trying to beat the shit out of the demon. And then he pins the demon's wings to the bookshelves like with his sharp pointy knives but not well enough because uh one of the the little claws i think it's like a pinion or something like that i don't know what they call it so it's like the pointy tip that's on the very very top of bat's wings yeah and it and what it does it just just stabs the living shit out of nick cage as he's holding there as the kid is trying to finish up the uh repeatedly yeah i'm like oh my god it just keeps going and just stabbing him like eight times mm-hmm. i was like stop it yeah so he, he does all that the 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 altar boy, our little knight altar boy, finishes up the the ritual, the exorcism ritual, and you know Nick Cage lets go, I guess, or gets he gets he thrown. He gets thrown. Yeah, he, so he, he just he can't hold thrown. it anymore. And that's when the the uh, the demon walks forward five feet and then just pukes out the girl. Explodes in a ball of light, shooting her out at the same time. She's gooey for about five minutes and then she dries up. You so know, she was like that. she was. It was like Chipotle. Yeah. I mean, he he just shit the girl out. Like, that's bloop. basically what happened. Yeah. Well, there was no blood, so it wasn't exactly like Chipotle. <laughs> Ew, that's horrible. That's why you get no. Chipotle away. No, she was gooey though. She was like she was gooey for a little bit, and for, then for a second, and, and then, then she like soaks up. Like, she like dried off, and I'm like, wait, then why did you make her gooey? Yeah. Somebody on the on the production team was like, no, 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 we got to make her gooey. Look, get get a doorbell D her heart out here. We're gonna goo her up. That was <laughs> that was somebody lost like she lost a bet. That's and, what and it somebody was. else was like, please just dry her off because I I can't. You guys, she's I'm so sick. juicy. I'm getting sick. She's so juicy and yeah. Uh, so Nick Cage asked the altar boy to please watch out for Protect her. the girl. Her, her name is Anna. She's no longer. We're not going to refer to her as a witch because she's no longer the witch or yep. the demon. Her name is Anna, and he does. So the the altar boy. Um, we we cut to black. We see the um. They buried the altar everybody. Boy, yeah, at that point, have, um, having buried uh the priest. Nick Cage and Ron Perlman. Yes, uh, that is when um Anna, Anna tells her story. Uh, the kid walks away, and uh, hopefully he becomes Solomon Kane. And, and he has end. the Book of Solomon with him. Yes, and and Which that's hopefully it. he is taking to a printing press because that would be uh, yeah, so much easier. That would have been easier. Like it just print that. You know, everybody should have that. Like I don't understand this. Like let's go ahead and keep that. If you've got a a anti demon 
like book reading and everybody can just learn it. I would have every, like, just like print it at the back of the, the Bible for every one of the Bibles that you have, you know, sell it for like five minutes. You know, it's like, it's like the constitution, like here's your constitution when you, I, you I become feel like a, that would make their a hero lives a lot and easier. here's your, your anti-demon book. Keep yeah. that with you at all times, just in case. <laughs> I feel like that would make, you know, the church's life a lot easier. Yeah. Just, just hand this out. Like what? It, it didn't seem to have anything else on there. Like, oh, well they, you know, if they say these words to somebody who's not a demon, it'll cause them to explode. No, it's just, you know, if they're a demon, it'll, they'll explode. Yeah. I'm boom. just saying, we could have had that. Boom. But uh, we didn't. We get uh, the your, the ending Bob, of the movie. Bob's your uncle, right? Yeah. Bob's your uncle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to give this one? Uh, I actually love this movie, so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, creepy smoke demons in the mouth. I'm going to give this 6 uh, squishy-faced wolves out of 10. Not for any real reason other than the fact that it's it's just kind Wait, of you gave meh. it a 6? I'm giving it a 6. Oh my god. I'm giving I'm, it a I'm 6. I'm not going to show you my movies I, I like No, anymore. I'm not having a big problem with it. I, it's better than a 5. 5 is my medium. This is plus 1 to that, so it's still a good movie. It's just kind of... Like, there's a large portion of it where it's like not a whole lot's happening. The the bridge scene really did kind of kill me a little bit. I was just like, what's happening this here? This is why we can't have nice things. No, it's fine. You don't it's like fine. Anything I, I show you. It's, I'm just saying that's the reason why I feel that way. Uh-huh. Because I, I don't know. I, I like it okay. Just there wasn't a whole lot going on. I, uh, how dare. I've watched this on Sci Fi Channel. How like, dare that's you. how my, this would go for me. Anyways, all right. Well, did you like it? Please let us know. Please, please let us know as to if I have any friends out there, because, you know, John absolutely hates all the movies that I do. I don't. Reach out to us at esat3am.com. That's our website. Our email is esat3am at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at esat3am or leave us a voicemail. Is that working? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. We do not get nearly enough voicemails, people. Let us hear your voice. Let us know that you're alive, that you're alive and breathing and well. If you got favorite uh, episodes of ours, go ahead and share them with friends. Yeah, if you don't have favorite episodes of ours and you listen to us for the first time, go ahead and share it with your friends, too. Go ahead and share. We like sharing things. You know what, though? And rate us, because apparently we don't have we, we don't have any ratings. Uh, or, or reviews or anything like oh. that. That's I, I don't know if we do or we don't. But if, if you have bad reviews, though, then please don't. Yeah, we, uh, we are uh, <laughs> trying to get this out to more podcasts. So we should be on Apple uh, and Amazon and a couple other ones now. We do get a lot of a lot of that though. Yeah. As the question is, what are you guys on? Yeah. Everything. Well, well Spotify we was the one that we were always on. But on like, everything. You know, it's, we'll, I'll diversify it and we'll see what we can do. And you know what? And we're on Facebook. I know that I said that earlier, but we try to keep up with that. Uh, Instagram. No, we, we keep up with Facebook and Twitter. We're on pretty Definitely much. Definitely not Instagram. Well, we got Instagram because one of the the stars of another show had asked if we had an Instagram. I, I, and so we made we, it strictly for her. We and, made it for her, and then and we never put anything on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time. Yep. We'll see you soon. Bye.